Hey guys, I'm Rob Pallante and you are listening to Mindset Body Bank. Thank you for tuning in. Um, you may have noticed that I've taken a few weeks off in between recordings. I just need a little bit of time to, uh, to actually do some work um, and get a few things done um, and, and uh, earn a few dollars to pay, uh, pay some bills so that I can keep doing and providing you guys with some, uh, hopefully some fun content. Um, I've got a my first returning guest, so it's kind of appropriate that I've taken some time off and I come back with my uh, my first returning guest. I've got Graham Bonner with me today. Um, if you don't know who Graham is, go back to uh, one of my first earliest episodes. Graham and I had a chance when I was first kicking off my podcast to uh, actually sit across from each other face to face and uh, and record the podcast. Unfortunately, based on where the world is today, uh, everything since then has been on Zoom. And so we uh, we met again today only on Zoom. Um, you know, if you want to know Graham's past as a hockey player, go back and listen to that episode. Today we focus on what Graham is doing with his life these days as he adds value to other people's lives. After going through addiction and addiction therapy, um, Graham has become uh, who he always believed he was meant to be. Uh, as we talked about in the first episode, he always thought that we were he was going to be a hockey player. And I think anybody growing up as an athlete always believes and identifies as that athlete. And then life changes. And uh, he is serving a purpose now at a higher level than what he could have done as a hockey player. He's a beautiful individual. I'm very proud to call Graham a, a friend of mine. Um, he's always uh, open and honest and always is trying to bring a smile to the world. And so uh, we jump in today and we talk a little bit about a little bit about sports, but a lot about life. Um, it's a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. Always loved catching up with Bones. So here it is, guys. Graham Bonner. Hey guys, Rob here from Mindset Body Bank. I have my very first returning guest. If you've been sticking with me and you've listened to uh, my podcast right from the beginning, uh, you might remember the name Graham Bonner. He was um, uh, the very first guest I ever had on. When we first met, we did it live in person. And after that, <laughs> he has been the first and only live guest I've had. Today, we are joined by Zoom. Graham, thanks for coming on again, buddy. Good to see you. Once again, my pleasure, my friend. Yeah, it's hard to believe it's 13 months. And then we started talking and thinking, yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. What a year. What a, what a 13 months it's been. It's it's been such this uh, unbelievable roller coaster as everybody is it knows and and you're up and you're down and sometimes you think we're coming out of it and there's this light at the end of the tunnel, and then the rules change again and uh, you, you know I think it's we, we just keep keep your head down as they used to say and just keep moving forward. Right? I think it's a little bit like being a Leaf fan, right? Wait for that Stanley <laughs> Cup to happen. <laughs> you Sorry, keep Leaf. planning the parade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mean, one day it's planned, the next day it's not. This is the year, be there. It's 1967. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do yeah. respect to Lee fans out there. Maybe this is your year, or maybe it's not. So, are you still holding on to that? Are you still holding on to that 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 Montreal uh, 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 fanship, if you will? Because you know, at one point you wore it on your chest. Is that like once a Canadian, always a Canadian? I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's I, I I sit back and watch. I mean. I mean, for what it's worth, I'd love to see the Leafs win the Stanley Cup. I think it would be good for the for the city. It'd be good for the fans. Um, 
or whatever it may be. It's uh, like I said, I'm, I'm an OHL. I like minor hockey as much as the NHL as uh, that I watch. I, you know, like I said, no judgment. I think they're all great players. I just, it's not my enjoy enjoyment buck, so to speak. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, I still like the ground roots, but uh, hey, I mean, if you just want to look at the banners at the top of the arena, we know where they're hanging. Yeah, <laughs> St- Stanley Cup banners, that is, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a there's a there's a few of them at the uh, the Air Canada Center, the Scotia Bank, or whatever you guys want to, whatever they call it these days. It seems like whoever's got the most money to put their their name on the outside gets to gets the award there. And you know, Toronto's got a, a long. A, a, there's a few banners up there. Obviously, a lot of tradition, as you said. We've been waiting a long time to put another one up there. Um, and, and it's funny bone. So, you know, you, you bring up a topic, you say, you, you talk about grassroots hockey and, and guys, you know, I, I'm not going to go back and, and revisit, uh, Graham's long list of accomplishments as a player and, and his past today is more of a catch up and, and talk about some, maybe some current events. So, so Graham, you just mentioned, you know, grassroots hockey, it's, it's been a real shame that, it, you know, and unfortunate due to the circumstances, not a whole lot of grassroots hockey happening here in Ontario or, or even limited in Canada. Yeah. I feel, I feel really, really bad for, for the kids. Um, I really, I'm a lacrosse guy in Mimico and I've been in contact with, with some of my friends down there. Um, you know, for me to go and watch a junior A lacrosse game or kids lacrosse game or an OHL game or minor midget hockey. Um, that's something that, that I'm missing. So I can't even imagine what the kids were going through. I mean, and it kind of hit me this week. It was uh, actually on Friday on the way home, knowing that there was going to be no Memorial cup this year. Right. Um, but the official, excuse me, statement went out from the Sioux Greyhounds because them in Oshawa were in bid to host the Memorial cup this year. Right. And this was something we were thinking of uh, about coming back a lot of the old Sioux players. Yeah. And we have, and we had an alumni um book for this summer as well not to get too far off topic here but it all kind of ties in with minor hockey in july so we just wondered it was actually the crispy years from 79 to 85 and then the sioux had the possibility of hosting the memorial cup it just kind of hit me you know like certain things hit you when this is going on you know so i can't imagine what those poor kids are going through um you know, in this crazy world, I mean, everyone's going through something, but it's, uh, it messes with people in, in all different ways. Right. It does. And, and, you know, when you're talking about grassroots, let's, let's face it. I mean, you know, the GTHL, the OMHA, you know, the minor hockey leagues were, were drastically affected. Um, but you know, these kids are still, they're up and coming. And of course they're disappointed and, you know, they miss, they miss that camaraderie, which, you know, I think as a hockey player, an athlete, you really miss that. It's the locker room stuff. And, and, you know, when your time is done, you know, as much as you miss the game, you miss those friendships and seeing the guys on a daily basis. And, and, but, but if you even go another step above the grassroots of minor hockey, and you mentioned, you know, your, your old uh, Sioux team getting together and the OHL and the cancellation of the OHL, imagine these poor guys that are playing in the OHL or that were supposed to play in the OHL this year. And they're watching the Q play some games. They're watching the Western league play some games and they're just sitting around. And so, yeah, you, you know, the, 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 the Memorial cup gets canceled, which I, you know, in hindsight, probably the right thing to do, because how do you leave Ontario out of the mix? And these poor kids haven't even been able to step on the ice and practice together. 
So just yeah. just disappointment across multiple levels and, and and hockey, obviously, certainly you mentioned lacrosse, our nation's, you know, other uh, uh, other um, uh, um, sport. Um, right. Everybody just affected at so many levels. Yeah, well, th- well, that's the second year now for the Memorial Cup, you know, yeah, because we, we, yeah we, we forgot about that. True. Um, Good point. Uh, Glad one of us is on the ball. (laughs) Well, I I mean, let's switch here. Why don't you do the asking the questions, and I'll see what I can come up with. I I answer questions all week. This is fun for me. This is a day off. This is your show, Mister. (laughs) You're free to jump in and take over anytime, pal. You know you got a free reign here. Uh, Um. Yeah. It it, it definitely is a shame. It's. I mean, good thing for Zoom rooms and technology and stuff. So it lets a lot of people to stay connected. Um, I can't imagine what these these poor kids are going through. Um, I know how important it is to keep doing things, you know, to keep your mental health up and stuff like that. That's, you know, what's important for me is still my structure with gyms being closed and stuff. I mean, I was very fortunate myself to, to start training like the minute that... Um, that this stuff happened. I wasn't panicking with the gyms closing. I, I, I altered my own training routine. Like I, I train at four 30 in the morning, I'm doing my stuff. Um, and I feel for, you know, the kids, I, I, I feel for people who are doing their own wellness, who are struggling, you know, like panicking, you know, waking up at 1201 to get on the computer to, to figure out their, their spots at the gym. And I just said, you know, there's, there's things that I have to surrender to and that's what I am. And I'm just going to do my own training wherever it is. Um, so that part, I haven't missed a beat on, you know, as as, you know, we're kind of going to be all over the map today. So I I think with where we're going, Yeah. but but that's one of the most important things that's, that's helped kept Graham healthy, which that starts at four o'clock. So four 30 on that workout in the morning. And then from there, I'm eating well, treating myself well before I go into work. So that's a pretty good darn start to your day, right? I think that's so important, Graham. I'm glad you brought that up. Now, you know, not everybody is going to start their day at 4 and 4.30 um, and, and, and kudos to you. But I think part of that is, as you said, surrender to what is happening in the moment. And, and I go back to the kids that I work with and the athletes that I'm working with and, and say, you know, there are things you can control and things you can't control. And if we, if we give our attention to the things we can't control, then we start to compound these issues in our mind. And that leads us to anxiety and and stress and, and all of the things down the road that haven't happened yet. But if you focus on the things you can control, you know, um, which is your own wellness and your own health. And yes, it's, it's difficult. And you said, you know, some people have to do it on their own, but it's taking that action, I think, and creating a habit and a routine that you get into um, that that helps keep you mentally focused. Um, and, and I call it, you know, call it a checklist or, you know, just a, a new a new um, uh, accountability program something that that you do on a consistent basis that you can look back at the end of the day and check the boxes and say okay check this i got it done check this i got it done and that keeps your your mind and your brain focused so t- tell us a little bit so you mentioned you get up at 4 30 talk about your routine tell us what what you're doing you know because you don't have the, the availability of the gyms like none of us do so what is graham doing at 4 or 4 30 in the morning <laughs> well it's it's um I, I like what you mentioned about the checklist because that's something that I actually bring in um, 
with a lot of my clients. I mean, these are called achievable goals, which I, I know that um, some of the things that you pro promote that are even important before this, or, you know, our world went upside down. Um, it, for Graham, and I think for a lot of people, when you accomplish things, you feel well about yourself, about your self-esteem, um, and, and the better things that you can check off your list, you say, hey, I've accomplished this, now I can move on to the next thing. Whether it is, you know, getting up and making your bed in the morning, <laughs> training in the morning, eating well, um, right now, it's, it's ironic because I'm, I'm kind of on a two-a-day workout. I've, 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 I've been going to the park up in Tottenham. We have a beautiful park here, so I've been back doing the stairs and stuff like that. So I've just added this, an extra little little piece to it. It's a little bit of a stress reliever after work. Because um, I was a believer in you know training before work, before you come in. Now, it's not something that... Um, who knows if I'm going to be doing another two or three weeks, but it's working for me right now. Right. I needed a little... Um, you know, a little bow tie or whipped cream, so to yeah. speak, uh, on my day. And yeah. uh, I'm heading down to the park. And uh, so that's something that I've added, you know. But I think prayer, meditation, eating well, structure, wellness, um, collectively keeps Graham Bonner spiritually connected. I, I really love to hear that. And, and just as a, as a reminder to anybody that's listening, if you had not caught the very first interview I did with, with Graham, you know, you know, quickly, um, what Graham is doing today is, is working with people that have addictions, um, you know, went through it yourself. So, you know, this firsthand come out on the other end of it. And, um, and, and you are, are certainly somebody that can speak to um, the issues as it relates to not only addiction, but, but the mental side of that. And, and so being able to talk about structure and routine and, you know, healthy, a healthy mindset and a healthy body and how that adds to the balance of dealing with the mental side and the addiction. Um, you know, I think it's important if maybe if you share a little bit about how, you, you know, you coped with it and what you're talking to, you know, the people that you work with uh, on a daily basis to get through these times, because, geez, Graham, I got to think not only are they dealing with these addictions now, and now all of these restrictions and COVID. So it's, it's just got to be compounding with the folks that you're working with on a daily basis. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, dealing with addiction and mental health is a tough thing, you know, to begin with, never mind the isolation of people not being connected, because people do need people. I mean, let's, let's, let's face it, we need safety, we need safety, we need empowerment, and we need connection. Um, and with that, we need people. And the Zoom rooms are fantastic. Um, and there's a lot of people that have gone above and beyond. I mean, in AA and NA and CA, people are getting to, to meet people all over the all over the world because there is Zoom meetings. Um, it, um, but a lot of people can't get out to get to these meetings, whether it's because of uh, uh, what's going on with with the world, whatever it may be. You know limited to 10 people to meetings, socially distant, you know, even getting to, to, to meetings or whatever it may be. Um, but I think the isolation and people just being on their own and not getting out addiction and mental health is it, is the disease or, or actions that uh, lead to isolation. And most of us use or drink to be socially accepted that in the end we end up, ironically on our own um 
whatever it may be. So I, I think the people just are just stressed, you know, whether you have this thought about this or this thought about this, it's just continuously to me. And my understanding is that, that the more you try to control what's going on, you lose control, your obsession to control, you lose control. Like there's certain things. Yeah. Okay. This is what I have to do. Um, and I'm just speaking for myself. I'm not going to tell somebody else how to live or what to do, but I know what's keeping me healthy yeah. and that's balance, that's structure, that's mindfulness. And those are some of the things that I promote with, uh, with my clients because we've only got them for five weeks. You know, I was in treatment 123 days. So I know the importance of structure and, yeah. sur- and, and, and surrendering, yeah. whatever it may be. So I kind of went on a little bit of a rant there, but I'll bring it back. No, no, look at, I think all of these things are, are important and there's, you know, there's so many different ways we could take this, right? And whether you're talking about, um, you know, somebody who, who is, is dealing with addiction and, and we don't know, you know, how many, how many athletes and hockey players and football, whatever sport have found themselves in those situations, right? So it's, it's not just, you know, drug users or alcoholics. Um, I mean, you know, addictions come from all walks of life. And so, and I think now that the difficult part is, you know, you talk about isolation and the need for social acceptance and maybe that, that, um, you know, these individuals and many people who don't have that ability to come and see Graham now, and I'm not sure, maybe you can share a little bit about how, you know, your facility works. I know you say you got to go, you know, to your office every day. Are you seeing people in person or are they right. pushing people into Zoom meetings or, you know, how, how are you dealing with the guys that are struggling on the isolation side and still struggling with the addiction? Because I'm sure a lot of them look forward to that face-to-face, that connection, that having somebody that they can actually be in a room and talk to and feel the presence versus through a video screen. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a great question. And I mean, when you're talking about that, um, I'm probably talking to more people that are friends or people that I've met through, you know, because I've been doing more of these podcasts. I mean, I started off doing them with you. Yeah. Um, but p- people who are just struggling in general. So even before we get involved to, to what the clients are, um, I'm getting connected with a lot of people, not just sports people, but uh, my messengers are full at the end of the day with people just reaching out, you know, some people saying, you know, thanks for the positive messages. I try to post something positive every day, Um, whether it's something funny, uh, um, something that's close to my heart, but I don't just do that for the people out there. I do that for myself because it helps me. So, so that's something that I've added, you know, into my day. Um, But I'm hearing a lot from ex players, um, just friends, people I've never met before, Um, you know, being present to listen and direct them to, to people that you can see, because I mean, I could sit at home and just connect with people every single day, but I've got to get up and go to work. So there's a lot of um, like a triage of saying, okay, well, maybe you want to connect with this person or go to this person. So then when I get to work, um, I work in a live-in treatment center. So um, we've gone from, you know, say 24 men to yeah. 12 men because we have to be socially distant. So, so when I'm speaking to the Zoom meetings, we, we run AA and NA and C meetings at nighttime through Zoom. Okay. But, but during the day, I'm meeting with clients one-on-one. Um, and we're doing groups. So it's Malou 
live-in treatment. Um, but uh, the clients that are coming in, I mean, we're going through another barrier, so to speak, is, you know, COVID testing coming in. You know, you have to be tested before you come in. Um, now, do you have to test every time you go in to work? Or not, are you on sort of a, a schedule for testing? Um, our, well, we do your basic survey. So we, we okay. take our temperature. Yeah. If we're showing any of the, the symptoms, then, then we yeah. can't report to work. Gotcha. Um, I've been COVID tested, I don't know how many times in the last two or three weeks, <laughs> you know, whatever it may be, just to, to make everyone feel safe. And, and yeah. you know, whatever it may be, whatever you believe, it just puts a lot of people in a healthy place. So there, there is there is barriers for, for the clients coming in, but these are just some of the things that have to be done. I mean, we follow under the Healthcare Act, yeah. and if it makes somebody feel better, um, luckily, well, I don't even want to say anything about an outbreak because there has been scares and different things sure. that have gone on. But you add this to mental health, you add this to addiction. Um, pe people are struggling, yeah. right? So, yeah. so my my day is full. Yesterday I didn't do anything, but we watched. Um, my, my partner and I, we sat down and watched The Crown on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Sometimes yeah. you just need that, right? Just a, you need a day to just. Yeah, curl up with the dogs and killed a couple pints of uh, ice cream. And uh, <laughs> so I was at the park early today, running, making up for yesterday, which is a good thing. Like you said, Rob, you, you need that. You still have to yeah, live. You do. Right? Uh, I'm very fortunate. I have a a, a a facility that I can go and use very early in the morning that that there that's shut down and there's only two of us in there. Uh, and it keeps me saying I'd be, I'd go cuckoo if I didn't, but, but I've had to adjust too. you know, there was a point during the winter time where they just weren't allowing anybody in. And, um, you know, I, I took some of the equipment home and I set it up in my, my garage and I did what I had to do, right. right. Just because I think movement is so important, you know, and just sitting around is not good for the body and it's not good for the brain. And it just, you know, it's that my father used to say idle hands are the tool of the devil. Right. And that's when our mind starts to wander and we start going to places. And, you know, let's face it, our mind is a very powerful tool. And one of the things that I've learned as I've embarked on this new journey myself is that we can convince ourselves of anything mm -hmm. and we can talk ourselves into anything. Mm -hmm. And that's positive and or negative. Mm -hmm. And I think what happens now with everything that's going on in the world, and I know through some of my research, look, we have anywhere between 60 and 70,000 thoughts a day, 85% of those thoughts are negative and 95% of those are repetitive. And so knowing that we can only focus on one thought at a time, chances are it's going to be a repetitive negative thought unless we know how to deal with it, whether we know, you know, and typically that's going to come from a, a learned behavior to replace the emotion that follows those negative thoughts. Um, and, and, and so I, I wonder, you know, how, what's the methodology you're using to work with your, you know, your, the, the guys at the home or the people that you're on zoom with to keep them, um, you know, to keep their, try to keep their mind focused and sharp through all of the clouds that are being presented to them on a daily basis. Well, I, I mean, speaking to what you just mentioned too, about all the different thoughts that are going, I mean, there's the old story about the good wolf and the bad wolf, right? Yeah, I love which that. Wolf, which, which wolf, I mean, I can get into the whole story. I mean, there's two, wolf, two wolves walking down the street. I'm sure most of your listeners have heard it, but it's just basically, you know, the bad wolf sitting over here, feeding you negativity, um, 
wanting you to believe certain things that are, aren't going to be good for you spiritually when the good wolf's over here and he's eating well and he's smiling and he's inviting you over here to be positive and you know give you the strength to get through these things which wolf are you going to feed yeah the, the good yeah. wolf or the bad wolf or the happy wolf um the spiritually connected wolf or the miserable doom and gloom wolf that just wants to spread fear and hatred or whatever it may be um most importantly is just being present yeah. I knew you're <laughs> gonna say that i knew you're gonna say that yeah just being present yeah. and being a good listener um and redirecting any negativity to maybe try this um promoting um promoting better things whatever it may be because it's um everyone's got an opinion and everyone's entitled to an opinion <laughs> as Winston Churchill says about free yeah. speech, you know, everyone's entitled to free speech until they speak out against you. And then they, then right. they lose it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so is there free speech? As long as you're agreeing with what I'm right. saying, then, then there's yeah. free speech. Yeah. Um, but you know, all, all kidding aside, being present, Rob, I mean, yeah. that's, that, that's the most important thing because you're not going to agree with it, what everybody has to say. But right. I mean, as working as a facilitator, a psychotherapist, um, it's not my job to sit there and belittle somebody. I'm there to support somebody right. and, and give them hope. However, right. that may be provide it, not tell them, but right. empower them. If I throw crumbs along the ground and they pick them up, that's more empowering me right. than me saying, you have to do this. And if you don't do this, you're part of the problem. Yeah. You know, it's, um, hey, what do you believe? What makes you feel well? Does this work? And then slowly you pick up a crumb. And yeah. it's like your list, like your list that you talk about. Oh, I can check this off my list. I picked up another crumb and I'm feeling okay. Because the only day you have to feel okay is, is right now, right. right? And you can have a bad day or a bad moment, but you can start that day over at any particular time that you want. Yeah. And it always comes back to control. <laughs> when you, Your obsession to control, you lose control. Yeah. You're smiling. We're both smiling. This is this I, is a. I know. We're way one, over. one day I'm going to figure out how to use the video, all these those videos that I record, <laughs> and I'm going to put them on my YouTube page, and we'll be able to go back and actually watch our our facial expressions. But that's a whole other skill that I've got to learn on top of all the other ones that I've had to acquire in this uh, being this solopreneur in this space now, building websites and social media and all that kind of stuff. But. Um, I'm, I'm smiling because Graham, I, I know I, I have a pretty good idea and it's, um, I, I'm, I go back to my own struggles and, and we, you know, a lot of people here say it will, will say be present and it's not, it's not that easy. It's like anything else, right? It's repetition, repetition, repetition. And like, like I tell the, the clients that I work with the kids and, and some of the guys is, you know, at first it's, it's a conscious effort to become present and however you do that. And, and a great way that I, I try and practice is just breathing and focusing on, on your breath allows you to be present and because we all going to have this call it monkey brain, right? The Buddhists used to call it monkey brain and your thoughts mm -hmm. are bouncing inside your head. You know, they're going back and forth, back and forth and just trying to calm that the best way that I have found. And I, and I'm a big believer in it as well. And I, you know, I, I was glad to hear you say it too, is, is breathing and meditation and visualization. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's something that I try to incorporate into my routine on a daily basis. And so trying to teach somebody that, and, and again, not teach and tell, but guide 
And I love that, that saying that here's the breadcrumbs. If you want them, come and pick them up as you're ready to go. So it's a great analogy. And I say that too. I don't teach people, but I guide them and helping them get in touch with themselves because a lot of times, you know, and dealing with athletes, we identify ourselves by the jerseys that we wear, right. not who we really are. Mm -hmm. And I think we, we lose sight of that. And so being able to take a step backwards and identifying who they are and then knowing who you are. And then in these times of crisis, being able to be present, but knowing how to become present is, is a, is a power. It's a, it's a powerful tool. Uh, and I use the tagline con control your emotion, control the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and I know there were many, many times in my life where that, that would just wasn't the case and, and you react out of emotion but if you can teach somebody to a behavior to replace the emotion, um, it's an empowering opportunity. Yeah, the, the, most definitely. And I think what most, most people, um, they reflect how you present yourself. I mean, if you come into a room and, and you present yourself as happy and willing and, 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 and approachable, eventually that is going to, to beam off of you and people are, might say, hey, I want some of that. Um, but if you come into a room kicking and screaming, um, people are going to react a little differently to that, whatever it may be. Presence is, 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 is so important. And um, I know what, what I'm working with clients or whatever it may be. One of the goals I have is just to say good morning every time when I come in. It's all about small, little cheesy, little things, whatever it may be. Um, but if you present yourself that way, and, you know, some people may roll their eyes and say, you know, quit drinking the Kool-Aid, whatever it may be, but that's okay. You know, um, I just know what works for me. The crumbs work. Um, I'm never going to tell anybody what to do, um, but presence being approachable is, is so empowering because people are, are going to give you anxiety only if you allow them. But I'm glad you mentioned the, the breathing because that's so important. You know, taking a moment, counting to 10. How important is it for you to win this, um, this situation? What Leonard Cohen once said, you know, as soon as you accept, you don't have to win every situation. Yeah. You'll walk with serenity for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like it's just like, when you get that, you yeah. get that. It's yeah. just the easiest thing in the world, right? When did that click in for you? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's repetition, right? It's, it, yeah, it's something you have to remind yourself every single day. Yeah. I think yeah, that's, I'm, I'm so glad you said that because <laughs> it really is. Everybody thinks, oh, well, you know, how do you get that? When do you do that? And, and then once you got it, you just got it. Well, you don't. It's it's a it's a struggle. It's a practice. It's a conscious effort on a daily basis. Right? Well, yeah, it, it is. I mean, you hear the statement some days are harder than others but i mean once you once you have it it's it's so much easier to go to because you're over here and you're sitting oh okay hold on i gotta bring am i opposing my will on someone to control the situation why am i doing this okay that's just where they're at today i'm gonna meet them where they're at that's okay with me do i have to win this conversation do i have to win this argument is my opinion going to change the world right now i'm feeling anxiety and i'm getting argumentative about this is this where I want to be? Is this a person who I want to uh, be reflective to where I am in my journey as, as a person? I don't think so. 
<laughs> so that's how, what, how important is it to convince somebody who thinks one plus one is three that it's really not if that's yeah that's, well yeah that's that's the old saying you know one plus one is five sure hey have a nice day that's yeah, great. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> I, i'll tell you there's something that i that i've had to learn and, and work on too because you know i think as athletes most of us are are or are or were a type people because there's a level of compete that we had to bring on a daily basis and the whole idea of losing just never sat well with anybody that's had any level of success in sport and and so outside of the arena uh, or the field or whatever your your field of play is it becomes part of who you are and i think sometimes that that overly aggressive or that need to win all the time takes precedent over how important is it as you said so i love that that the idea of that where i think when you learn to become present and say how much value does this really bring to either me or the other person right now if they want one plus one to be five and they're adamant about it god bless you go for yeah, your boots go, yeah no 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 yeah go ahead you've got the coupon for success carry it you know <laughs> there you go well, you don't need me right so yeah. i mean and going back to sports too i mean i mean that was everything was about winning Right. So, so that's one of those untrained uh, behaviors that, uh, you know, someone who's, who's played team sports and had the camaraderie of, of being in a dressing room. Um, and unless you were in that dressing room, you, you don't know, you know, it's just like somebody who wins a Stanley cup. You think, you know what it's like to win a Stanley cup, but if you haven't won a Stanley cup, you don't know what it was like to win a Stanley cup. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, you yeah. think you do, but you don't yeah. because you didn't, I mean, you can pick it up at a softball tournament, put it over your head and say, Hey, I won the Stanley cup. Yeah. Ah, it's a photo op, you know, yeah. whatever it may be. So, um, I don't know. So to get to that place of, <clears throat> Uh, peace and serenity, whatever it may be, is, you know, going back to, I think, your first question today, <clears throat> what's the most important thing <clears throat> today? Um, it's just being okay, getting through a day, staying safe, <laughs> whatever it may be, right? Yeah. So th there's, a, there's enough stuff going around, right? Yeah. There is. And, and, you know, you all, you also brought up how you, you know, you make a conscious effort every day to put post something on your Facebook. And, and for those of you guys that don't know Graham, and, and one of the first things I look at when I wake up in the morning, because he gets up, I get up pretty early. He's up even earlier than I am. He's, I'm always looking, oh God, he's up 59 minutes ahead of me today. <laughs> and he's always got something posted that, um, that either brings a smile or is lighthearted or somebody needs to hear it and uh and, and just to do that on a daily basis with that intention um you know and you say you do it for yourself and i think that's a great place that most people have to start is what does it mean to you and i do the same thing when i post something um i'm not always posting it for the people that are reading it a lot of times i'm posting it for myself because it's either something that i've had to deal with or i believe in and it, it has meaning to me and and i gotta believe that of the you know the, the half a dozen followers that i might have that it might mean something to them too right well you you'd be surprised uh, <clears throat> who it does touch like you yeah. you never know it's um like you said i post this stuff because i feel well about it and it's something that's that sits out for me sometimes it's just an off-the-cuff joke sometimes i just put it up there for 24 hours whatever it may be sure. um 
but I see things out there to mean something to me and say, hey, you know, that makes sense. Or I laugh at that, whatever it may be. So I know what that does. And there's, there's some people out there that have really reached out and, and said, thank you, you know, yeah. um, that said, hey, that really makes sense to me. And it's not the stuff that's posted. It's behind the messages and stuff like that. And I know that um, if you've touched somebody that day, then you, you're doing a good thing. Yeah. You, you, you're, you're doing something that, because um, I know when I struggled, what, what I was going through, I wish I had someone that I felt safe enough to reach out and say, you know, thank you. Yeah. You wanted to, yeah. but you just didn't feel safe enough. So I hold that very close to my heart that somebody can just send me a message back door, not just, uh, you know, on sure. social media, but just say, Hey, you know, thank you for that. I really needed that yeah. today. Right. Those, so how, how powerful are those? I, I've gotten a few of those once in a while myself. Yeah. Just the feedback from a parent of a kid I'm working with. Right. And they said, you know, I, I don't know what you're doing because, you know, I keep it between me and the athlete, but right. you know, he's reading at home, his behaviors changed. He's doing these things. Thank you so much. Those right. little text messages and emails to me are, are worth their weight in gold. And it's what keeps me going, you know, to want to continue to build out this, this little platform that I've created just to touch people and, and help leave the world a better place than, um, than I found it. Yeah, never underestimate a good morning text, a good morning smile. Um, I think I'm going to post that Tuesday morning, actually. You just never, never underestimate um, what a kind gesture can do for somebody you know yeah. um you, you just never know it. and it's usually the simplest thing yeah. you know up there creating the wheel or solving world peace or world hunger it's usually just something very very, very kind yeah and, and and somebody embraces that and if that helps them through the day then that's wonderful um i know that that's um something that most of your clients um probably when, when they want something positive that that's what they're reaching out for right um but don't know or, or feel safe enough to to ask because yeah. ask asking for asking for help is a pretty tough thing right yeah it's it's interesting so on that you know if we if we kind of stick in that realm of of, of asking now you know having you know knowing what we're going through right now in ontario and the world of canada and and you know how do you feel that your struggles in the past have served you to deal with a situation like this because not many people have had to struggle we and i think as a as a society we become so focused on ourselves maybe we're not have we're not struggling with addiction or we haven't needed to have ask for help and things have just you know kind of steamrolled along in our little world and now all of a sudden it comes to a grinding halt and we're looking around going fuck i don't know what to do now or who to go to or you know how has that prepared how has your past prepared you to deal with what's happening out there today i think i think we could do you know a part one through ten series on that to be honest with you rob maybe we do yeah 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 maybe, maybe we do um, i think there's a lot of people that are needing that yeah well the, well first of all it comes back to surrendering i mean you know if you want to think of surrendering that there's a power higher than me that's uh you know whether it's addiction whatever it may be i can't control what's going on in the world just like i couldn't yeah. control picking up a drink or a drug i had to surrender that 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 i'm powerless over that yeah um it's uh there's there's acceptance acceptance is the key you know um i i can't control everything that's going on i can just do the best 
that I can do. But I know if I'm walking around angry and pointing my finger at other people and saying that they're wrong or they're wrong or they're wrong, or um, that's not healthy um, for myself. The and blame the, game. The blame well, game. Well, it is a blame game. And th those are some of the things that you do. I mean, to get back to the original question, yeah. like I kind of got knocked off the puck there for a second. Um, <laughs> what recovery does give you that it just shows you how, what a small little piece you are in, in the world. Yeah. And if you do surrender to this and believe in something that it is going to get better um, and ask for help when you need it, um, you're going to be okay. I, and I think... Um, that if, if people believe in that a little bit more but if you haven't gone through something that maybe somebody with mental illness or mental um, health issues or addiction has gone through knowing that you have to trust the process to get better and the patience um, and the tolerance and the love um, that it takes to get there because we always talk about our program at work and the clients who get it say this just isn't for addicts and alcoholics and yeah. I said, no, I said, I know a lot of people out here have the same issues I have. Yeah, no, no kidding. And this is what we're seeing right now is all the same behaviors that, that we deal with, with the self-centeredness, the selfishness um, that's going on in the world right now, not to minimize the pain that people are going through, but, but just oh. the behavior is the same thing that we see when we're working with addicts. Yeah. The same behaviors are coming out out in the real world because we can't control what's going on. Yeah. Now, I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, in the back of my mind and not having the experience you have to work with, with addiction, uh, uh, addictions, I, I have to kind of somewhat believe that the, um, the, the, the symptoms and the treatments are very, very similar, whether it's an addiction or just the struggle that people are going through right now. And, it, and I think, you know, you talk about surrender and acceptance and behavior and account self-accountability, but those are all things that are, are even across the board. If you're an athlete or a businessman or whoever you are trying to get to that next level or get through what we're going through today, these are all practices or, or realizations, I guess, are, are a better word, um, that, that um, we are all kind of suffering through, right? And, and it's, it's not being a drug addict or an alcoholic, but, but being able to accept that there are things we can't control. And I think the hardest part is, is that, that, that surrender part. Nobody wants to just surrender and say, okay, there are things that are out of my control and I've got to, I, I've got to accept that and work on myself and the things that I can control. Yeah, this is, it's called ego. <laughs> yeah a lot yeah. of people don't check it at the door yeah i was just gonna say i mean that's the first thing we say i mean we go through this thing called the man rules at work um things that we've been taught to believe as young boys growing up good bad or whatever it may be but um, the first thing we say is you know park your ego at the door because it's not going to work here um pride and ego you know false yeah. pride whatever it may be uh, and that's just my humble opinion because i see the people who are struggling and i'm saying well you know, you're in control, aren't you? How, how how's that getting you? One and one yeah. is fifteen. Yeah, have a nice day, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not to be facetious about it, because sure. you feel you, you feel for these for, yeah. for people, and um, you know that people are, are living in fear and are hurting, and um, but sometimes people aren't ready to hear what you have to say, 
and I don't believe to have it, all the answers because I don't. Yeah. I just know what's going to work for me. And it goes back to like what you're saying, you know, surrendering and accepting to certain things, but still standing up for your rights. I mean, yeah, you know, absolutely. you say, you know, I don't want my rights being taken away. Okay, that's the one that I struggle with. I'll have to take a, a step back. We still live in the best country by far <laughs> in the world. And, yeah. you know, um, so I don't want to go too far in that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah there's a lot of stuff going on, but yeah, we don't have to go political today. Yeah, yeah, not, not at all. Not like, a... I'm not going to touch that, but um, we're better than that. Yeah, <laughs> we're better than that. And, and that's one thing I truly believe in. And eventually we are going to come out and everyone's going to come together. That's what I believe. Yeah. But that's what I have to believe, because if I can't spread love, then I'm in trouble. Yeah. And, and so, you know, and you talk about we, we mentioned the blame game. It, you know, there's probably a lot of young hockey players right now and, and athletes, lacrosse players, any sport right now that are that are going, oh, they're pointing the finger at the government. And they're pointing the finger at, at you know, COVID and and they're they're looking for, um, you know, a reason to pass the buck. Um you know, what advice do you give these, uh, the, these young guys that are, that are going, ah, you know, I just want to play and this is all stupid and, and why can't they? And, um, you know, how do, how do we, how do we reach these guys and, and what would you say to them to, to keep them focused? Stick with it. It's going to be that much worth it when you achieve your goals, whatever it may be, you know, yeah. don't, don't lose any focus on your dreams. Um, when you point your finger at somebody, you know, the old saying, there's four fingers pointing back at you. I, I mean, I, I feel, I feel for any of the athletes right now. I, I feel for people in, in general, but um, stay connected, you know, um, don't lose, don't lose that faith in, in, in whatever your, your goals are. Um, there, there still is an end game. Maybe, maybe something bigger and better is going to come out of this. We don't know. We have to surrender to this. You know, yeah. this is this is our world war for our generation. It is. Um, you know, <laughs> say that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it is our world war, whatever it may be. Um, I, like, I don't want to come across as a 60s peace, love and happiness hippie. But, you know, um, that's just where I have to go to stay to stay yeah. healthy. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, you can still stand up for your rights and, 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 yeah. and, 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 you know, state your opinion. But if I'm stating my opinion and I'm forcefully trying to hurt somebody by doing it then i'm not in a good place yeah I, I think your 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 comment about staying connected is so important for for some of the younger guys right um and, and I, I would also maybe add to that is is be mindful of the time that you're spending in front of electronics get outside you know i think you know if you can um limit your screen time and and replace that behavior with something that might be physical movement, you know, go over a walk, go stick handle in the driveway, go toss a ball in the field. You know, if you're a lacrosse player, get a couple of your buddies. You, you don't need to be, you know, inside of six feet of each other to toss a lacrosse ball around, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. That, 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 yeah that, that, that's a no brainer. I mean, I mean, you, you can still get out and do things. For yeah, sure. I mean, that there's lots to do. I mean, if you're going to be glued to the TV set or glued to social media, you're probably not going to be having a great day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know unless you're, unless you're an afternoon watching the crown right yeah well, well, exactly <laughs> yeah i mean we can make up these rules as, as we go along right that, that, that's that served its purpose for me yesterday so that's right that's yeah right. no get get out and do your things you know that that's important um like i said i mean that's the one thing that that 
I've just tried to put a little, you know, I'm repeating myself, putting a bow tie on my days, that little run that I'm doing at the end of, end of uh, my day. It's just something as a de-stressor. Like it's not that I'm ready to make a comeback or something, but it's just helping me de-stress a little bit too. And I'm fortunate there's a lake there, there's birds, yeah. you know, that there's dogs running around, that I'm seeing smiles on people's faces, you know. Um, there's still smiles out there, um, yeah. you know. I think I it's know. important getting outside and, and getting back to nature a little bit too. Um, I, I know I, I'm encouraged when I actually do go outside. Uh, you know, we, we were out for a walk before we jumped on this. And mm-hmm. um, I think you said you were at the park and, and you yeah. just seeing the amount of people that are starting to just go outside and go for a walk and, mm-hmm. and, and get some fresh air in their lungs and, and a little sunshine, you know, limited today, but, but sometimes it's there and, and just feel it on your face. And, um, and I, I know for me personally, it helps align some of my thoughts and it just allows me to sometimes just let, let those thoughts go through and pass by mm-hmm. um, and just enjoy being outside and, and looking at, at people, you know, older couples holding hands and, and, you know, going for a walk and taking in nature. I think it's, it's a healthy practice that, um, that I, I think we've been sort of forced to do because we've been told to stay inside. It's almost like stay inside. And now they're going, well, no, I'm going to go out because I can go uh, for a walk. Right. Yeah. If that's what it took. then Okay. Great. Yeah. 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 It goes back to, I, I, I don't know. It, our hands are tied with certain things, but um, I, I still think there's some things that we can do to stay well. Right. It's whatever you're going to entertain. And if you're going to yeah. en- entertain that, then, you know, uh, sorry. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I think that there's a, there's another point you bring up is, is careful who you surround yourself with mm-hmm. and the information that the things you're listening to and the people that you're listening to, right. Because that could have a very dramatic impact on your, your, your mental health as well. Right. I know yeah. I've made a conscious effort not to watch the news anymore. I just yeah, don't. no, the most stuff I, I didn't watch the news for about six months, whatever it may be. I mean, a, a, a true friend is someone that's going to challenge you on, on on things that you say. They're just not going to co-sign your BS every time you say something to say yeah, 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 you're right. I mean, a good friend, and if you're open to that, um, and you think they're a good friend, and if they challenge you on something, then. Um, be open to, to what they're challenging you on, wh- whatever it may be. You know, um, if some, someone says something, you don't like it, um, you know, so be it. There's, there's lots of friends that I have and I don't like what they're saying right now, but you know, that's just where they are today. And, and who am I? Maybe they're right. Maybe I'm wrong, but who am I to say that they're not? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the heck that means. Right. So <laughs> Hey, all I can say is, I mean, I like what you said about getting out and doing things because you can still get out and do things. You can still yeah. get out and go for a walk. And the way things look like now, there should be some more people going for a walk. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. You know? Well, right. and, you know, and I think people, this is an opportunity, you know, I, I, um, where you can either use this time to get better and whether that's take a course or read a book or get outside and, and change your change your diet, 
put healthy food in mm-hmm. um, and, and, and change your, or you can sit back and sit on the couch with a bag of potato chips and, and a couple quarts of ice cream and do that on a daily basis. <laughs> and then, and then watch how you feel after now, you know, you can do that for a day. There's nothing wrong with indulging in that, being able to go out and, and uh, you don't have to punish yourself. Cause I don't, be, I, I don't believe in punishing yourself, but I think that's just an athlete mentality, you know? Um, but, but, enjoy it know that it's not something you're going to do every day but go outside and exercise right it's not going to kill you no it's not going to kill you. i think it's going to be good for you i think we all need more than that so yeah absolutely yeah absolutely well, listen uh mr bones all right mister. Uh, coming up on an hour always uh always a pleasure to connect i uh-huh. look forward to your uh your daily facebook uh memes and sayings and um you uh, continue to rock on, my friend. You're you're uh, you're doing some good work out there. Uh, I'm proud to call you, buddy. Okay, right back at you, my friend. It was a pleasure. I'm glad we went in a different direction today, as, as we thought we we're gonna go. So yeah. that's uh, hey, you know, maybe we put a smile on somebody's face because seeing you today, even though you're in a different place, put a smile on mine. So I'm very well, blessed. You do Thank that you for that every day. Always good to see you. And I know one of these days we <laughs> we said this last time that we were going to get together and get the girls together, and, and uh, we're still waiting to be able to do that. So yeah, we'll, well, I'll make it that much more beautiful when it happens, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Hopefully the uh, the weather turns nicely and we uh, get that pool open. Come on. Over. <laughs> Hey, it could still be like waiting for the Stanley Cup and wonder what that's like. <laughs> well, uh, I hope it's sooner than, than 60 years, buddy. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, Lee fans. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, guys. My buddy Graham Bones Bonner coming to you from Tottenham. Always a pleasure, my friend. Be safe. Be well. Be healthy. Love you, pal. Peace. So there you go, guys. Another great episode with a uh, with a great individual, um, uh, amazing person. Uh, as uh, as you uh, could, uh, as I'm sure you're well aware after listening to that. Again, guys, uh, if you want to know more about Graham um, and his hockey career, um, it's it's an impressive one. I'm not going to list all the credentials, but he had a um, had a promising future as a uh, as a future NHLer. Lit up the OHL in scoring. Um, and then his life, uh, as you heard, um, changed courses, and now he is uh, he is serving and, and delivering messages of hope to people that need it. And I think there's a lot of great um, great information that that we were able to ramble on about, and hopefully it brought a smile and made somebody's day. And if not, you know, at least touched you in some way. Uh, all I do ask is that you please leave a comment. Um, you know, share the uh, share the episode. Uh, pass it on so that we can get a few other people um, listening. Um, and uh, and that's all I ask. So I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And I've got three or four new podcasts lined up coming out over the next couple of weeks. So please stay tuned. Thanks for joining Mindset Body Bank. I'm Rob Palante, your host.